standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hansen. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Welcome back to Logan's on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 1009-919-860-9783 is the number. If you'd like to call us, we uh, have a little less than an hour. So uh, come on by, uh, give us a call. We'd love to see you here at Logan's, Logan Trading Company in downtown Raleigh, Seamart Drive, uh, in, uh, just off of P Street, right there at uh, William Peace University and all the construction that's going on. 919-860-9783. Now, Mike uh, had to leave. He was talking about uh, something other than roses. <laughs> Anything but roses now. But I, I swear that the tequila sunrise, and I've got a couple more that are they're so easy to grow. Now, they don't have a lot of fragrance. The ones, the varieties, especially the tea olives, 
a lot of fragrance, you can't beat that, are going to need some, some work during the year. Well, another plant <clears throat> that I thought of that is uh, sun-loving and has a, a flower and a fragrance is a gardenia that would have a similar size to, to some of the roses. I just wrote an article about gardenias. I love gardenias uh, being the spring-summer edition of the Weekend Gardener magazine. And I, I think that's my first, the first fragrance I, re I remember as a child is gardenia in my aunt's yard out the country near Lewisburg. And um, so that, I love gardenias. But gosh, they have, uh, they have a lot more to offer in gardenia. Now, the the uh, Prince Charles, for instance, is uh, a little more low growing a little, and coal hardy. We've got more coal-hardy varieties now, more varieties that will bloom more than once, Josh, and I'm sure you all sell all of them here. And, and there's some shorter uh, camellias. I, you, you guys were mentioning perennial-type things. He, if he wants to stay into the shrub, it's gardenia. I, I, I would do a mixture of, of gardenias and camellias, yeah. Yeah, low-growing. Camellias are a great plant. I was just trying to find a summer bloomer for him since he's trying to replace yeah. those, those roses, but... There are a, a wide variety. Let me variety tell you of one you've got that is just a, I've never seen anything as beautiful in my life. It was called Pink Abu. P I N K. What is this thing you got Abu. with pink, Rufus? <laughs> it was really something. The bloom. I, I wish it were japonica. It, it's already bloomed, but Pink Pink Abu. <laughs> Now, I've had a couple people ask me that same question, and I've recommended putting in butterfly bushes because there's so many uh, varieties now that are small in that two, three foot. And developed at NC State. A bunch of uh, Denny Werner's varieties in that as well. And they'll, that's a lot of blooming power for the summer. Oh, it sure and is. Fairly low maintenance. And they, they're, they really have good fragrance, Josh. Uh, some of them especially, <clears throat> excuse me, have extraordinary kind of a honey fragrance yeah absolutely there um there's just so much to enjoy between the the flowers and the the fragrance uh the evergreen foliage is also a, a nice quality uh, i mentioned to the caller some perennials and that they won't have that evergreen presence uh, but the the gardenias the camellias certainly will do you have a gardenia favorite not really, uh, because they're, you know, there's such difference. You know, there's some that are more like ground covers, that, uh, the radicans that grow real, real low, and they they serve their purpose in the garden. Um, you can't beat an August Beauty. Uh, that's a taller, uh, real reliable. And that uh, blooms more than once, doesn't it? It does. <clears throat> it has really big blooms on it. So, I, you know, I, I kind of, I love a lot of variety in the landscape uh, between uh, foliage, bloom time, bloom color, fragrance. Uh, so I kind of believe everything has its place in your landscape. You just have to develop a landscape that's got a little bit of every kind of environment where you get sun in some areas, shade in others, where you have well-drained soils in some spots and even uh, maybe some places that stay a little more moist and you can really get uh, a whole lot of diversification. But do you have a rose that you would recommend him just in case he wants to go back to a rose that's relatively low maintenance? Wow. Um, I mentioned the only one I could think of because I have one in my yard. Well, there uh, I saw a really pretty 
a new coral uh, variety of knockout rose that I thought was spectacular. Um, you know, because we kind of worn out the pink and the reds. I mean, they're still very reliable plants, but there's a, a coral color flower uh, on some of the knockouts now that, mm. that I find particularly attractive. It's a, a flower color kind of similar to quince, to some of the, the coral colored quince. Um, and you don't see that flower color very often that time of the year. I think the Prince Charles gardenia has had a name change. I think that has been changed to steady as she goes. I don't know what the conflict was, but Proven Winners has picked it up now. Okay, and that uh, was developed in, uh, field in Chatham dark. County mm -hmm. in Solar City. And it's the same It's the same uh, gardenia. Yeah. And what I had loved about it, it was one of the few gardenias I'd ever seen bloom right through July and August, yeah. the pure hottest part of the summer and it was still blooming yeah rufus and i both have have the he's also the crown jewel guy he's the guy that developed right. crown jewel which he is should have had an ant b low, one low grower <laughs> solar city and everything well i have a, a gartenia that was even old when i got i've lived there 40 years and i'm sure it was there close to 1921 the old i i don't know josh or Gerald what chuck hayes big bloom big yeah, huge bloom big big, big huge bloom yeah, taller than the, the new varieties. Yeah, it is. It, it used to have some issues with cold hardiness. Had to be in the right place in your yard to make it. But it has the biggest bloom, and so many of these newer, more popular varieties now. Chuck Hayes is the parent trying to get that big right. double bloom. That's what my aunt had there. in Lewisburg. Mm -hmm. it was now, there the was the southeast side of the there house. There was a Chuck Hayes out that used to be out of <clears throat> Greensboro Milling that married a, a playmate. <laughs> I know, I know that Chuck Hayes. Well, I don't, I, I don't know who this Chuck Hayes is. I don't know his history. I'm I just familiar with the I shrub. don't think he would have had time to develop a uh, gardenia, Rufus. But uh, it's an old variety, hundred years or more, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So, but you know, they they uh, some of the older varieties may need some protection from from cold winds, for instance. Yeah, you would kind of, you know, sometimes get them up next to a house somewhere where it had a wind block for them. And you'd just be funny. They'd make it in one part of your yard, and you'd plant them somewhere else, and they wouldn't make it. So that's kind yeah. of why they fell out of favor over the last 30 years. But everyone remembers that bloom, and they would try to get that bloom on a more cold-hardy uh, or a lower-growing variety, which it's the parent. It's in the parentage of um, – I think August Beauty, but I know for a fact it's in the Prince Charles, so steady as she goes, and Crown Jewel yeah. that it's one of the parents of that. All right. Sue is an Apex. Sue, good morning. You're on WPTF. Sue, did you get angry and hang up? No. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I got you now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the connection was kind of fading in and out. Anyway, well, that was just me. I kind of fade in and out. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's one of my um, many problems. The comment about um, Epsom salt uh, triggered something I've been wanting to call in and ask about. Uh, quite a long time ago, there was this guy who had this um, lawn uh, kind of talk show, or he was in, you know, had his own little thing, um, and he had this concoction. One of the parts was Epsom salt that you would on your lawn and I tell you I had the best lawn that year but um, I have lost track of the concoction was um, and it was kind of a weird combination of household products any ideas 
Epsom salt is magnesium sulfate. I mix it at one tablespoon to a gallon of water. It works in a completely different way, but kind of like uh, pH, adjusting pH with lime. Uh, what happens in the soil, a salt content builds up, especially if you've got household plants, uh, something that stays in the same pot for two or three years. I don't care if you're on city water, well water, what you're on, it will get a salt content build up. And the Epsom salt has the ability to bind to it and flush it out. And it looks like you have fertilized it when in reality what it's done it's allowed the soil to now be able to take up the fertilizer. So in your lawn, if you're, it gets too acidic, you can put all the fertilizer you want onto it, but the root system can't take the fertilizer up, which is why you put lime out to lower the acidity and get it more alkaline. And so the Epsom salts does kind of that same purpose, but it's a completely different way in which it does it. Yeah, I, you mentioned concoctions, and <clears throat> excuse me, I, I I think of Jerry Baker, who authored a lot of, he's passed away now, but he, he authored a lot of I books. I think that's who it was. Yeah. Do you know what Jerry Baker did? Uh, he was a very successful gardener, but do you know what he did before he became a gardener, an author? Oh, what? He was a, a narcotics, undercover narcotics detective <laughs> in Detroit. We had him on the show a couple of times. He, he Interesting guy. Wow. Yeah, I actually was living in Michigan when I tried this on my grass, and you actually put the Epsom salt in your drop spreader with yeah. some other stuff, and I don't remember what the other stuff was, but I'm telling you, my lawn was beautiful. Yeah. Was probably putting it in with something else to break it down because it wouldn't right. take that much Epsom salt. Uh, and, it, I mean, you could have even possibly done it with sand or something, something like that. Well, I, I swear by Epsom salts, if you have a dogwood that's not blooming like you think it should, sprinkle some around the drip line, and I'll tell you what, it will come alive. I don't know what. what oh, that's a good idea. Use it on your feet, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, after <clears> you've done a, all that work, you can you soak them so, at the end of the day. those feet, then that uh, right. Epsom salt mixture. Well, and then wear you. some of Josh's uh, uh, sloggers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They help. All right. Does that help you, you, Sue? And yeah, the Epsom salt is I'm really inexpensive. Jerry and see what he, if I can pull it up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. His books are still available. Uh, he passed away several years ago, but oh. really interesting guy. Yeah, he had a great personality. Yeah, had a had a he had a bunch of books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for calling, Sue, and listening. Give our best to everybody in Apex now. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up, 919-860-9783. Uh, before we go, we want to thank James uh, for bringing – James, we haven't met James, but he brings us vegetables. He brought some tomatoes to Rufus's office. Yeah, and, and, and knows that the grocery boy junior is a good drop-off. That's right, right. he dropped <laughs> off some um, – Contraband at the yeah, James, grocery boy junior. James, you need to call us sometime because yesterday, uh, I'm, I'm sure I've met you and just can't put it together. But the lady that rents my lower office said, "Well, he's a good, good-looking man." <laughs> so let let us. See well, who, I'm glad to know that. Let us see who James is, so we can thank yeah. you. Well, thank you, James. More of the weekend gardener coming up. We're at Logan Trading Company. It's ten twenty-two.
You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty, we're back at 1024. Mike Riley here along with Ann Clapp and uh, the extraordinary Rufus Edmonston. Uh, the equally extraordinary Gerald Adams and the owner of Logan Trading Company, Josh Logan, uh, who has stepped away now. He's, uh, you know, managers, owners have to have to do a lot of different things, a lot of different directions. So he's he's kind of here and there this morning. Uh, Gerald, what would you recommend here? Uh, well, I better uh, better go to Randy. We'll talk about what we need to be doing in the gardening after the news. Randy is with us. Randy, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, good morning. I saw Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on YouTube. Okay. Uh, I'm, I am so, so glad that you got this guy that uh, calls up and and uh, just talks. <laughs> I, I'm not, not, not sure why. But... Uh, uh, <laughs> At any rate, let's uh, let's talk about some of the things we need to be doing in the landscape. Well, you're you're getting you're getting towards the end of getting out your pre-emergence. Uh, you sh- probably should have already put out your first round of pre-emergence on your lawn, and if you've got you know uh, perennial beds or whatever with weed issues, uh, we're in the mix of mulching now. Some use of pine straw, some use of triple shredded hardwood. Uh, if you hadn't uh, cut back uh, your, your roses, you're, you should have probably already done that, but you need to get going with that because this little warm patch we've got coming on, things are going to be starting to pop in that regard. Uh, there's lots of pruning uh, that can be done now uh, to get in, get in shape with uh, before we get into summer. And, you know, we're about to – we're in, in a great planting time now. I mean, there's not any – tree or shrub I would hesitate to plant right now so you can get a chance to get it watered and rooted in before the summer hot weather gets here uh, if you're other than the cool season vegetables can be planted now and I you know I had I saw somebody go by a while ago with a tomato plant and I had five or six people uh, text me this week are tomatoes ready yet and I said well I'd be a little you're gonna have to be look after them a lot I looked at the 14 day forecast it showed one night thirty and one night of thirty-two. Yeah. So on your warm season stuff, that's a little that's that's not good news. You'd probably have to cover it up, bring it back in. But you know, all your ca- cabbage and stuff like that, lettuce in particular, now. And if you are just going to grow warm season vegetables, you got to get that garden ready, uh, prepping the soil, tilling it up. If you you know do whatever you do to, if you got to do some kind of amending to it to improve the quality of it, it's uh, uh the Plant season is upon us. It's, the planning is out of the way, and it's time for the doing part yeah. of it. Josh, uh, some things. Uh, we have a couple of minutes. Uh, you'd recommend doing uh, right now? Okay. Uh, well, this is a, a great time to apply uh, a mulch around your shrubs. Um, a lot of times, folks want to spruce up their the yard, get, do a spring cleaning. So, good time to to add a layer of mulch before we go into the warmer part of the year. Mulch serves uh, as an aesthetic. Um, It helps to make everything look more crisp, but it also uh, has a functional purpose, uh, insulating the roots from temperature extremes as well as helping to hold uh, soil moisture. Um, Also, 
uh, as Jared was just mentioning, if you're going to be doing uh, any beds of, of whether it's vegetables or flowers, this is a great time to be adding compost to your uh, landscape, to be uh, adjusting the pH as necessary by putting lime down. That's one of those things that oftentimes people are doing while they're planting, but uh, a lime and, and sulfur, both whether you're adjusting your pH up or down, they take a little while to have an effect. So right. doing, doing that prior to planting uh, will yield you even more benefit. Um, and uh, this is the time of the year to uh, also, if, if there's anything deciduous that you're uh, feeling like is overgrown and you're wanting to cut it back and you hadn't done so yet, I urge people to do that now before the leaves come out because it's a lot less hassle uh, to do do some pruning, selective pruning, uh, without the foliage. All right. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, we'll take your calls and uh, talk more about uh, maybe some of the things we need to be doing in the landscape, like uh, trees and shrubs. We'll talk about the, a great sale going on here at Logan's after the news on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF, the Weekend Gardener. Nice people stopping by. One from Lewisburg. What's your first name? Bill from Lewisburg. Uh, so uh, thank you for stopping by, Bill. We appreciate it. Here, come here and come here and say say hello. Well, I'm more familiar with James Speed, who was uh, uh, who was the best, and and his son Tommy. I I, I knew Tommy very well. We used to live through the woods on the backside of where they lived near Laurel Mill. That that's a beautiful area. It is. Yeah. A, it is. And, a beautiful. His uh, farm my dad is, went to church with uh, Senator Speed. Yeah, very nice man. He uh, he helped uh, that area a lot. And Tommy uh, was later an attorney in in. Uh, Good friend of Rufus up in uh, Boone, who's since both of them have passed away, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, and, and I guess they're buried at the Mount Zion, little beautiful little yes. church up yes. there on the hill. Beautiful. So um, yeah, I love Lewisburg. It uh, means a lot uh, to me that area. So nice of y'all to come by. We'll have to come up with a good reason for y'all to come visit us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, we we do occasionally. We still have a few relatives up there, not many. All right, uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Dwight is in Raleigh. Dwight, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hello, Dwight. Dwight. Hmm. Shouldn't be shy when you call a radio station. you gotta got to be... Okay, we'll we'll come back to Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne, maybe it's Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. No, there's Dwayne in Willow Spring now. That just popped up. I had Dwight. Now I got Dwayne. We have yeah, Dwayne my... or Dwight going once. Dwayne. Dwayne. Okay. Good morning. How's everything in Willow Spring? Uh, a little bit cloudy, somewhat cool, but looking forward to the uh, warmer weather we've got headed our way. Where are you from originally, uh, there, Dwayne? Illinois. I've been listening to you guys since we moved down here in 2006. 
So That's long wonderful. time listener. Yeah, you know, you can listen to us in Illinois if you ever go back because we, you can oh, listen yeah. to us at WPTF.com and uh, tune in radio, things like that. I, I'm um, listening through uh, tune in radio right now. And uh, also, you can uh, get a podcast that's available every week. There, there are about 600 that I saw on op- Apple Podcasts, I- Apple, Google, anywhere you get podcasts and get the Weekend Gardener. So, oh, yeah. Just, just kind of throwing that out there. How can we help you? Um, my question was really for Gerald regarding 25-gallon uh, pots for tomatoes. I was looking online, and I found 25-gallon grow bags. I was wondering if that would work, and uh, if, if so, is there anything special I would need to do? Uh, no, the 25-gallon grow bags would work. Uh, most of the ones I have seen, drainage is not an issue. That's my. That's the reason I like the, the nursery pots because, you know, it got holes all the way around the edges as well as in the bottoms. So there's no way you're going to have one of those clog up. So I have a few customers that have showed me their setup the last couple of years, and there's a number of those that look to me are growing in what is probably a 25-gallon or close to it grow bag, and they're having excellent results. Uh, the key is the uh, putting in a, a, a good quality potting soil uh, into okay. it be- because that, uh, A, you got to have it where it drains well, uh, and, two, sometimes people get caught up in using, like, the city of Raleigh has really good leaf mulch you can buy cheaply, but it's too organic to use 100% of that. It, it's great to add to something you've already got, but sometimes you can have it so organic that it won't drain uh, because it's still decomposing and the matter's heavy. So the key is good drainage. And just knowing that anytime you use a container or a grow bag, you, you, you got the watering is a lot more than if it was planted directly in the ground. Okay. That's not an issue. Mm-hmm. The squirrels are a bigger issue than the, the watering. Yeah, I can't do you much good for that. Uh, uh, Rufus is holding up, I think, a pellet gun he's showing right there uh, for, for, for that, but I won't get I've into that, that debate now. I've got I one have on a dear porch. friend that's got a squirrel as a pet, and I, I question her. Oh, I don't know. I won't even say a sanity. You're questioning her? Oh, okay. I was well, going to ask her about the sanity. She, she's, she's got a squirrel that she loves and keeps in the cage and is devoted to that squirrel, and I have told her often what I would like to do to that squirrel, and it makes her squeamish. Well, I have friends that have put some of those squirrel corncob feeder things on the far opposite side of their property, trying to draw them away, but I don't know if that brings every squirrel in the neighborhood, so I don't know if that's a a plus or not. It's kind of, I think it's probably kind of like the the yellow bags that you put up for to draw the the beetles. Japanese beetles. Japanese beetles. I mean, it, then they all come. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Same but yeah, now. I, I think much. that'll work fine. All right. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Thank Take you care. so much for listening. I appreciate that very much. Nine one nine. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Give our give our best to everybody in Willow Spring. That's that's really getting to be a big place. I mean, they're they're in Wake County and Johnston County now. That that area, you are going to need to. to um, I I don't know. It, I guess it's considered an an unincorporated area. 
Amboy County. But it, it won't be far. <laughs> it, it's like the, the Cleveland community in, in Johnston County. It needs to, to be incorporated, and and uh, they need to have some from infrastructure and all kinds of stuff down there. So that's quite a place. A lot of people live there. Uh, Stanley is in Bowie's Creek, home of Campbell University. Morning, Stanley. Good morning. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to ask about when I heard that Ruth was talking about putting Epsom salt around the uh, Dogwood trees. Will it work the same way as for blueberries? Uh, possibly. Blueberries like very acidic soil. Uh, so sometimes you, you it never, I can't hardly imagine a situation where you would put lime around them. You would actually be using sulfur, uh, most likely, or aluminum sulfate. Uh, so, what it, 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 one thing good about Epsom salt, it can't hurt anything. So, you've never done anything other than waste a little bit of money and some time. It would work. I think it would be worth a try to see, particularly if the blueberries have been planted there in that soil for a pretty long period of time. There, they are probably about ten years old or so. So, I'm just trying to get a little something to try to pick them up and maybe stimulate some new growth because some of my canes are old and I need to take those out. But I don't see any rejuvenation from the bottom, from the root section. Uh, my, my brother used Epsom salts on blueberries in Boone, and he had it all caged out with birds to not get in this and that. And it worked very well, and I don't know who it was. Somebody uh, 20 years ago uh, told me if you've got ailing dogwood, sprinkle it around the, the rain coverage, and, and it just brought back miracles to, to my old 50-year-old Dogwood trees. Josh, you have any anecdotal information about Epsom salts on that? I really don't. I think Gerald certainly has more experience <clears throat> with that than I have. But my my purely academic opinion is that, is like you said, you're never going to do harm with it. And uh, mm. you've had a couple of great testimonials here. So right. I was actually thinking as I'm listening to this conversation, I may, yeah. may try that around I wonder a few if there are, any, are there any horticulture courses that have, have mentioned, any professors who have mentioned Epsom salts and the, the Epsom salt and any of your, you know, acid-loving fertilizers, when you see fertilizers uh, that are for azaleas and rhododendrons, then it's for something with more acidic soil. That would also be a benefit for blueberries. And as you mentioned earlier, there are, it is a chemical. Right. It's, it's magnesium sulfate. Yeah. Is what you, and I'm sure there are plenty of professors is. at State that have mentioned that. So, yes, It'll I think work. it would definitely help the blueberries. Yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for your help, and I hope you all have a good weekend. Stanley, you have a great day there in Bowie's Creek. Now, now just don't try to cure a country ham with Epsom salt. <laughs> now, why in the world would anybody do that? No, don't do that, definitely. All right, uh, George is in Raleigh. George, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Good question. We, we need to replace about six English boxwoods at our home that are about 30 years old and they're showing signs of wear. We just want to replace them. Where is the best source in this area to get a, uh, good, sturdy English boxwoods? And is this the right time of the year to plant them? Oh, so you want to you want to renew the area. Wow. Uh, I don't know, Josh. Uh, 
do you all have a, a, a lot of people ask for for English boxwoods? We do. They're they're uh, an old old fashioned uh, favorite, and we do carry English boxwoods here at Logan's. But we we have found <clears throat> several varieties that that we believe uh, do even better in our area um, that can tolerate the the heat and the and the sun uh, in our area a lot better. Uh, the Korean boxwoods are particularly uh, well suited for our climate, and that most people can't can't tell a big difference uh, from looking. So that uh, if you want to go with the English, uh, we carry them here at Logan's. There are um, several other places around Wake County, I think, okay. that you could find them. But you you really ought to give some consideration <clears throat> to some of the varieties that um, have proven to be more suited to our climate, like the uh, the Japanese and the Korean. And they, they, the English, of course, grow very slowly, and they're susceptible to phytophthora root rot, for instance. Right, right. Well, I was going to ask about the growth rate, the annual growth rate of the Korean. It's faster. It's uh, much faster than the English. It's, I, it's I, much faster, but you need to look at the uh, cultivar because there's some of those that don't get as big. So sometimes people just think there's one Korean boxwood when there's a number of different ones and some of them the size range varies on them so those and, and uh, go ahead logan logan's does carry a variety a korean variety we do we're actually growing those uh, a cousin of mine is, is growing those on uh, a farm that we own in uh just outside of youngsville in uh franklin county so we have a, a close connection to those and and have been uh, really enjoying them they're doing real well uh, right here in our climate. I don't know. Well, thank you. My, my, my English boxwoods seem to just be getting it, beginning their prime at 30 years old. I, <laughs> I don't quite understand what, what, what's happened to well, you. Well, I'll tell you, well, you're uh, lucky is what you are, Rufus. Yeah, they can well, get uh, very big. My uh, wife but, looked online and said that they their estimated useful life is around 30 years, and ours are turning real brown, and I don't know what's wrong with it, but she's made the decision to replace them, so that's that. Well, I must be very lucky because I, I bet I've got ten that are going on five feet tall and just as wide. I, I must be holding my mouth right. You, you've probably no. got the root rot because that's what usually does them in. Our regular boxwoods are fine. We got about ten or twelve of those along the front, but we want we want to, these these English ones, and they've served us well since about 1988. Uh, last question: Is there any special soil? preparation that needs to be done to enhance the uh, the planting of the Korean boxwoods. They like a well-drained soil. Um, like I said, we're, we're growing them up in Franklin County, and the soils in that area are a little bit sandier than our, our soils in Wake County. So I would uh -huh. definitely <clears throat> suggest that if you're in the part of the, the world that has clay soils that you you use something to loosen that up, um, whether that be uh, aged pine bark, soil conditioner, uh, sand, gypsum, whatever you you may uh, uh -huh. run into, and, and you want to have a nice wide uh, and not too deep hole for planting those in. Okay. Right. Wider well, wider than the canopy uh, and no deeper than okay. the existing root ball. Well, thank you very much, and I always enjoy your show. Thank you so much for calling us this morning. 919-860-9783. We're quickly running out of time. You know, uh, 
not far from here is a, a place that has been in business since 1946, uh, King's Auto Service. We talk a lot in gardening about uh, the different seasons, but uh, the seasons can affect not only your plants, but also your your vehicle, your automobile, your truck. Uh, there are different challenges uh, for the health and safety of your car. So King's Auto Service can handle all of these. They they would prefer that you be proactive. It's really good advice to, to get maintenance done on your car regularly. They can can give you kind of a timetable. Your manufacturer has already done that, but uh, the folks at, at King's can help you also. They can, you know, the, the belts, the hoses, fluid levels, antifreeze protection, uh, tread depth on your tires and maximum handling and control of your vehicle. Also, um, you know, just, just uh, the extreme heat that we have or, the ex- or uh, cold conditions. Uh, they really vary in North Carolina and sometimes from day to day. So take your vehicle to King's Auto Service. Get them to check you out. And uh, if you have a, a hybrid vehicle, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's that are ready to diagnose any problem you may have with a high-voltage battery pack, uh, including replacements that can be had for less than the dealer will charge for replacement. And this can average uh, around 150,000 miles. But some of those things go for a long, long time. But you want to make sure that you maintain the vehicle and take good care of it. Uh, Heat is tough on batteries. So call Kings today, or better still call them on Monday, and schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Yeah, they change your oil, too, and pretty quickly at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. And uh, more of the Weekend Gardener, just a few minutes worth coming up here at at Logan's. In a moment, it's 1050. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 10.53. We're at Logan's. Logan Trading Company has been uh, at the old farmer's market. Uh, And uh, here, I I was just mentioning to Josh, you've been a couple of just unique places in your history. Your, your grandfather was, was quite a man. He really was. I was thinking uh, uh, Rufus was named the uh, Secretary General of Gardening at your 50th anniversary when we did the show out here. How many years ago has that been now? Is it? Uh, that would have been in 2015, so okay. what's that, seven years ago. Yeah. All right. Boy, how time flies. Uh, but you all have so much to offer. You have lots of things, uh, including some Early bird specials? Absolutely. Today's our spring kickoff sale, and we'd love to have everybody come down. Um, Our early bird specials are running through noon, so uh, still have time to come down and take advantage of the buy one, get one half price trees and shrubs. That's a mix and match sale, so uh, Rufus can get his uh, gardenia, as well as maybe some more azaleas or camellias. Again, buy one. Get one half price on trees and shrubs, mix and match, now through noon. 
We're also running a buy one, get one half price mix and match sale on all of our uh, outdoor glazed pottery. Um, and then in addition to those early bird specials, uh, we've got sales on black cow compost. Uh, we're running a 40% off special on the black oil sunflower bird seed this morning. Um, our uh, perennials that are in quart containers are buy three, get one free. And then we've also got some specials on our fruit trees and cool season veggies, uh, plus a 50% off sale on all of our uh, pansies and ornamental vegetables. So come on down to Logan's today. We'd love to see you. Um, there's just a lot going on down here, and, and you know you can do your garden shopping today when it's a little cooler and then enjoy the 80-degree weather tomorrow and Monday yeah, in your garden. Yeah, you're, you're a, uh, a meteorologist sort of too i mean you you actually were going to study that i did study that uh did not did not uh, graduate with a meteorology degree but i did study meteorology at nc state before transferring to all that math kept stacking up didn't it <laughs> i'm telling you what i realized that i love the weather and not the the math and the physics so that's why i switched uh but and you're a really smart guy too you got to salute those meteorologists they have a tough time and uh and de especially dealing with North Carolina weather. They do. We've got it all here in North Carolina, and we're, we're probably going to see all four seasons uh, during the next <laughs> six weeks. Month. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is a good time to get out and, and plant, especially your perennials, uh, shrubs, and trees, and uh, even, even some of the uh, springtime flowers, if you're willing to look after them. Uh, it's, it's a great time to get out in the garden. Yeah. Okay, here's here's the cliff, the cliff saying of the before we go, Mike. You are never too old to set another goal, or to dream a new dream. Yeah, Cliff didn't say that though. Who said it? He didn't say it. Uh, a, a man named C.S. Lewis said it. Oh, okay. I'm familiar with C.S. Good old Brit, who wrote some interesting books. Yeah. All right. You know, I, I give I give Rufus a book. Uh, from a uh, a friend of mine uh, in an address book, he's a, a financial planner and one of my lifelong close friends. And uh, Cliff is getting more free advertising on this show than than anybody else. So I hope he appreciates it. I, I normally say that Cliff Joyner saying, but <laughs> but it's really not. It's in the Cliff Joyner Edwards Jones <laughs> pocket calendar book. Edward Jones is going to have to change their name. They include Cliff. That's just how we work. He's one big happy family. So, uh, Joshua, you got planned uh, the rest of the day worrying about this business? Well, we're just going to enjoy all the all the uh, folks who are out here uh, wandering around, and hopefully I will uh, have a chance to stop by the Seaboard Cafe again for a good lunch. I'm going to get myself a, a chef salad, I think. Have you tried the veggie sandwich? My wife oh, I likes have, a veggie sandwich. You know, we've been here for 31 years. I've tried just about everything. <laughs> I bet you have. More than once. Yeah. Uh, such a convenient place. And uh, Rick is, uh, you're not going to find anybody nicer than Rick. Pretty good cook, too. We should get him to come on the show and give us a recipe or something. Well, next time you're here, uh, we'll, we'll have him sit in and share a little bit of his story. Yeah. Because uh, it's a great one. But I'm looking through the window here, and I forgot to mention, completely forgot to mention, uh, in addition to all of our great outdoor plants, we have one of the best selections of uh, indoor houseplants and succulents, orchids. Oh. Uh, we got a huge selection yeah. of orchids. In fact, we had a little class earlier today uh, on 
orchids. So whether you know much about orchids or know nothing about them, uh, come down and see us and wander through our our indoor uh, people plant worry section. the heck out of orchids, and you, they don't need much care really. They're happier if you don't. If care you leave them. them alone, they'll <laughs> they'll really reward you. Yeah, down in Florida, Lucia, you, they they grow up in trees and stuff. You know, they they just grow naturally down there, so they don't, they don't need much. Josh, thank you so much for having us out here. We love Always coming to Logan. It's a, it's a historic place and having you thank on. Thank you. And come back and see us. Gerald, you take care, buddy. What's the website? GeraldandHenrysPlants.com. Henry, it's time to get planting. Get That's your gloves right. out. Rufus, you take care of my friend, my good friend. And uh, Miss Ann, we'll see you. In it. Josh, thank you. Kayla and Jason back at the station. Have a wonderful weekend. Lucy, thank you. And God love you. We'll see you next week.